It's time to raise your voice. It's time to be heard. Because everything counts. Everything matters. Good news. Christian values. Alabama's Christian Talk Radio. With Greg Davis. Priority Talk. Greg Davis here with you. Welcome back in Priority Talk Radio on this Wednesday evening. We're thankful to be back with you after a holiday break. Thank you guys for uh, being so patient with us and allowing us to take some time away. And uh, we're excited uh, here on this Wednesday evening to uh, do a little Wednesday evening Bible study with you and also offer our prayers for you. So if you'd like for us to pray for you on this Wednesday evening, uh, just text us, 205-941-1011. Text us your prayer need, your prayer request, and we will pray for you. All right? So uh, can't promise that we can follow up with you or get involved necessarily, okay? We get too many for that. But if So if you're looking for that, that's this is probably not it. But if you just want someone to pray for you, if you're looking for spiritual prayers, uh, we'll do that for you. So uh, send us your prayer request as general or specific as you feel comfortable. No one sees them but myself and my partner, Nate. And so text us, 205-941-1011, whatever those needs are for you and your family or things that you're aware of, and we certainly will pray for you. We've been talking about the passing of Dr. Junior Hill, uh, especially during the first hour. We had a conversation with Dr. Tred Taylor, pastor of Olive Baptist Church down in Pensacola, Alabama, you know, sort of like uh, lower Alabama. They call it Florida, uh, the Florida panhandle, uh, Pensacola, Florida, of course. And uh, we uh, had a conversation with him. He was a dear friend of uh, Dr. Junior Hills and had just visited with him a few weeks ago at his home in Hartsell, Alabama. And uh, Dr. Hill, he preached in uh, many different churches, but primarily was a Southern Baptist evangelist. Uh, preaching in uh, just literally thousands and thousands of times around our state and, be, and, and beyond our state. But certainly uh, living in North Alabama, he preached a lot of our churches here uh, within the sound of our voice. And so our prayers do go out for him, uh, his, uh, his family, uh, his wife. Uh, he was 87 years old. So our hearts are certainly there, and we're praying uh, for the family of Dr. Hill and all of those who, uh, who uh, were close with him and Whose, uh, whose hearts are a little uh, sad today uh, over the homegoing of uh, such a great evangelist, such a great man. Okay, uh, let's talk about Bible study. I got in wanting to do a study on, on newness, and I got to looking and studying and looking around, and I come across something, and I thought, you know what? I can't improve on this, so I'm going to share it with you just like it's here. Uh, I, I went to searching and, you know, and going to the Bible, going to the scriptures and just looking for the word new or renew. And uh, I came across an article from uh, the Billy, Gra- Billy Graham Library uh, website, and it uh, came out yesterday, January. Uh, well, excuse me. It came out on January the 2nd, but it was 2015. Excuse me. January 2nd, 2015. And uh, he just did as good a job on this. Um as anyone can do. So I'm going to sort of share uh, the the outline here, 
that uh, Dr. Graham put together, and I'll make some comments along with it as well. But, um, but certainly, uh, this is a wonderful uh, word as we begin a new year, and uh, he calls it seven steps to a new beginning. And he begins with Revelation 21, 5, that says uh, that the one who sat on the throne said, Behold, I make all things new. Now, isn't that great to know that uh, there is a God, there is someone, uh, some, something greater than you that can make things new. You look at your life and you look at the world around you and you go, boy, uh, we've made a mess of this. I've made a mess of this. But uh, there is a God who, uh, who created you, who knows you, who loves you, who says, I make all things new. And so if we don't know who we are, we'll never know how we ought to live. And so we should uh, know who we are and we can be new. Uh, God's promise is true. Second Corinthians 5, 17. If anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has gone and the new has come. So if you've given your life to Christ, you are a new creation, whether you feel like it or not. You know, um, the old man inside of us, the flesh, will continue to kind of crop up in our life, right? Uh, there are times where I feel new, and there's other times when I don't. And so you don't base uh, your confidence in, in God's security on how you feel. It's not about feelings. It's about faith, and it's about fact. And we serve a God who, if you've given your life to Christ, makes all things new in your life. So what does that mean? What really happens to us when we believe in Christ, when we give our life to Christ? So uh, they give seven gifts. Dr. Graham gives seven gifts that God gives you when you commit your life to Christ, and they're all new. So uh, if you want to know how you're new, this is how you're new. This is it. First of all, he says you get a new relationship. So the first thing that happens when we give our lives to Christ is that God gives us a new relationship. What is that? Well, we were separated from God because of our sins. Perhaps some are listening who uh, you still are separated from God because of your sins. Uh, not just separated, but you're actually alienated from him. Sometimes if God doesn't feel near or if God doesn't feel um, reachable to you, uh, it may be that you're separated from him in your sins. Maybe you've never gotten that new relationship. Uh, Ephesians 2 tells us that uh, we were excluded without hope and without God in the world. And so if you've never given your life to Christ, if you've never entered into this new relationship, it's time to do so. He will make all things new, including this new relationship that you can have with God through his son, Jesus Christ. So the first thing that happens when you commit your life to Christ is that God gave you this new relationship, and he's now your loving heavenly father. You're now his child, and you're spiritually reborn into his family. Now, reborn is, is a newness as well. You're reborn. It's, uh, you go to John, John chapter 3 and Jesus and the story of Nicodemus, and he says, you know, you must be born again. And Nicodemus says, well, how can I enter into my mother's womb again? And he says, uh, that's of the flesh. I'm talking of the spirit. So we're spiritually reborn into the family of God. He makes all things new. You can become a new creation with a new relationship. Uh, he goes on and says that you also get a new citizenship. Think about it. Now, we talk about being a good citizen. Uh, I lead the Alabama Citizens Action Program. 
Uh, so citizenship is a great word. It's a big word for me. I, I, I believe in citizenship. But guess what? God gives you a new citizenship when you commit your life to Christ. Now, you're still a citizen of a particular country. I would imagine all of us listening are probably citizens of the United States. Uh, but now you also become a citizen of the kingdom of God. And uh, really, that's the more important citizenship that you hold, is that you are now a, a citizen of God's kingdom. See, when we're here on this earth, we possess a dual citizenship. On one hand, we owe allegiance to our nation, the U.S., and we're called to be good citizens, and we try to help you do that here on this show. We try to keep you informed and give you calls to action uh, in ways that you can um, carry out this allegiance to this worldly uh, nation that we live in. But we're also citizens of the kingdom of God. That's the invisible kingdom of which Christ is the head. And really, our ultimate loyalty, our supreme loyalty, is to God's kingdom. Uh, but there's no reason we can't be a, uh, a, a good citizen of God's kingdom and a good citizen of our own nation. Sometimes they conflict, but mostly we're able to uh, ha carry out this dual citizenship. Uh, that's our supreme loyalty. And if someone demands we do wrong, ultimately, of course, we must obey God rather than man. Just like the uh, early apostles said in the book of Acts. And someday, think about it, we'll know that this, this citizenship was temporary. Being a temporary the United, citizen of the United States will only last uh, your lifetime. Um, but being a citizen of God's kingdom will last forever. What does Revelation tell us in chapter 11? The kingdom of our Lord and, his, and of his Christ and his reign will be forever and forever. So we are, have a new citizenship along with a new relationship. Okay, let me mention now a new family. And we sort of touched on this, but when we get a new relationship with him, we become citizens of his kingdom. We also get a new family, the family of God. See, we're not just related, uh, created to relate to God, but we are now to relate to other believers, other members of the family. And everyone who truly follows Christ is now your spiritual brother and sister. Uh, I remember uh, not really understanding this concept as a, as a young man. Uh, you know, you would call people from church, brother this and sister that. And, uh, you know, that can seem a little odd uh, and, and if you don't understand the family concept. Uh, you know, you literally are related in the spirit to these people. They are your spiritual brothers and sisters. You know, and you can look, you can be much closer with your spiritual family, this new family, than you are with your earthly family, the ones you're related to by blood, honestly. Now, you don't have to be, but you certainly can be much closer. Uh, if you have family, brothers and sisters, who, uh, uh, earthly family who are not followers of Christ, then you have a connection with your brothers and sisters in Christ that you don't have with them. So um, keep that in mind. And I remember as a young man, you know, why do we call brother and sister? Well, because they're, they're our family. And so, you know, we often will call our church, you know, that'll be our church family, right? And I love churches that operate like a family. Uh, too many churches today are more like a, a corporate entity. And uh, there's nothing like a family uh, at church. 
you know, people that, uh, that treat one another as brothers and sisters in Christ. So you get this new relationship, you get this new citizenship, you get a new family, and when we return on the other side, we'll finish this out with a couple of more um, things that God gives us when he makes all things new, when we become a new creation in Christ. There's a couple more. Stay tuned, and I'll share them with you on the other side. And if you've got prayer requests for us, we will pray for you. If you'll send them along, text us at 205-941-1011. Priority Talk. Here at Priority Talk, we're showcasing our longest-running advertiser and good friend of the show, Today's Family Dentistry, your family hometown dental practice, conveniently located in downtown Coleman. Make your appointment to see Dr. David Kim, Dr. Key Tan, or Dr. Stephanie Young, along with an experienced and certified team of dental technicians and a friendly staff who serve both children and adults with a wide range of dental services. That includes general and restorative care, along with all the cosmetic enhancements to meet all of your family's dental needs. Today's Family Dentistry accepts Medicaid for children under 21, Blue Cross Blue Shield, all kids, and most commercial insurances. Give them a call today and make your appointment at 256-739-3337. That's Today's Family Dentistry, located in downtown Coleman, directly behind the Coleman County Courthouse. That's 256-739-3337. Today's Family Dentistry, your friendly hometown dentist in Coleman. This is Glenn Coffey former running back of the Alabama Crimson Tide, and you're listening to Grant Davis on Priority Talk. Priority Talk Radio, Wednesday evening. It's our Bible study and prayer time. If you've got prayer requests, send them along to me, 205-941-1011. Uh, We will pray for the request you send us, as general or specific as they may be. If you just need someone to pray for you on a Wednesday evening, send it along. No one sees it but myself and my partner, Nate, but we will pray for you. All right? Uh, So it's Wednesday evening prayer time. If you're not able to be at church tonight or Wednesday evening prayer uh, prayer meeting and you you need prayer, send it along, and I will pray for you. Promise you will do that. 205-941-1011. Send us your prayer request. Just text them to that number. All right, we're doing a Bible study, and we're just talking about uh, the word new. And as I began to uh, sort of study this and look at it over the last day or two, there were a lot of possibilities uh, for this, but I just found um, something that Billy Graham had done uh, just uh, too good to pass up just to share it with you. And uh, it's very simple, and uh, I'm, I'm talking more than what is in this devotion that he gave, just filling in the gaps. But certainly uh, at the BillyGrahamLibrary.org website is uh, where I have found sort of the, the bones, I guess you would say, of this Bible study. Uh, we were talking about newness and how, um, you know, the one who sits on the throne says, Behold, I make all things new. And Second Corinthians says, If you've given your life to Christ, then the old pass away and all things become new. You become a new creation. Whether you feel like it or not, if you've given your life to Christ, you are a new creation. And what does this mean? What really happens when we believe in Christ? Well, uh, Billy Graham gives seven gifts that God gives you 
when you commit your life to Christ. So we've talked about a couple of them. We talked about a new relationship that you get, uh, a relationship with him, with God. We talked about a new citizenship that you get, and now you are a dual citizen. You're a citizen of this of your earthly uh, nation, but you're also a citizen of uh, the kingdom of God. And uh, often uh, that's the rub is how do those two relate to one another quite often. And uh, we live between those two worlds here on this show and, and in our work with uh, the Alabama Citizens Action Program, or ALCAP. Then you get a new family. We covered that one as well. That's why we call one another brothers and sisters in Christ, uh, a church family. That's a gift that God gives us. When you give your life to Christ, Dr. Graham also says, you get a new purpose. Um, you know, some people are focused. They use all their energies to reach their goals. Some people, though, drift through life. They don't have a lot of purpose or direction. They, they kind of live in the moment. Whatever feels good, do it. Never thinking about where they're headed. Uh, but reality is most people are probably somewhere in between. Uh, they have goals and they pursue those, but they also just live in the moment and, um, you know, kind of do whatever is, uh, seems to be appropriate at the time. But they all have this in common. They're living only for themselves and their own happiness. You know, that's, that's the way of the world is that do what, uh, look out for yourself, do what's going to, um, you know, help you cover your own backside, right? You, you got this purpose, you know, it's all about me, what I can obtain, who I can obtain, what I can obtain, uh, you know, uh, how far can I go? But when you give your life to Christ, you get a new purpose. Uh, now we want to live for Christ and not just for ourselves. You know, I, uh, that whole, if it feels good, do it. You know, that used to be a big philosophy that uh, people lived by. And uh, there used to be bumper stickers. Some of you may remember those on the back of, you know, somebody put on the, the bumper of their car. If it feels good, do it. I heard a story about a man who was sitting at a red light. And uh, as he was sitting there, he had um, he saw that bumper sticker on the car in front of him sitting at the red light. If it feels good, do it. That was the bumper sticker. This man's sitting at the red light, and he just keeps thinking about if it feels good, do it. That's no way to live. He got real frustrated with it. And uh, just the more he went on, the, the more it bothered him. And finally, while the, the car in front of him was still sitting there at the red light, the man just pushed down on his gas and just rammed into the rear end of that car with the bumper sticker that said, if it feels good, do it. Of course, the driver of the car jumped out. What are you doing? I'm sitting at a red light. Why did you hit me? Why did you know, why would you do that? What what's your problem? And the man in the second car just simply said, it sure felt good. <laughs> so if things feel good, that's not always right. And that's not the new purpose that God has for us. He just said, uh, he said, why'd you do it? And he just said something along the lines of, uh, it felt good. So you can't always live for your feelings. You get a new purpose. And um, your purpose comes to serve God and, to, and, and to, to know him and to make him known. You know, that's a good way to say it. And uh, that's certainly... Uh, uh, nothing wrong with, with living your life according to that philosophy. Know him and make him known. That is really good. Okay, so you get this new purpose. You get a new power as well. And uh, one of the Bible's most comforting truth is that when we come to Christ, God himself actually comes to live within us by his Holy Spirit. That, that's, you know, the Holy Spirit comes and lives in you. 
when you come to Christ, you now have the Holy Spirit, God, in you. And so this new purpose comes with new power to carry out that new purpose. Because a lot of people say, man, I just can't live that way. I'm not good enough. I can't, I can't, I can't live out you know, up to the standard of, uh, of God. No, you really can't. But you can do it when God is in you and God is working through you. That's when you can do it. So uh, do you feel helpless to, to live up to God's standard? You should. Uh, and as hard as you try and as much as you may strive, you'll never get there. But when God lives in you through the Holy Spirit, you get a new power. Uh, and that is the way that you're able to live for him. Jesus promised that you'll receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you. Acts 1.8, that was the promise. And we weren't live, meant to live the Christian life in our own strength. God has provided his Holy Spirit to help us. You get this new power. You also get a new destiny. Uh, the word conversion means a change. When um, this radical conversion comes, it's a radical change in your life. Uh, when we come to Christ, it gives us a new destiny. Um, it, it changes things in your life. You're, you're headed for hell. Now you're headed for heaven. We're bound for eternal separation from God, but now we are bound to live with him forever. Once we have no hope of eternal life, now we do have that hope. The Bible tells us that the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. Uh, you hear people say, you know, be converted. Uh, have you been converted or have you been saved? Oftentimes is the, the terminology. Uh, it's the same thing. That, that's a change. And you get a new path in life. You get, you get a new destiny. Uh, you're headed somewhere different than you were before. Uh, in the midst of life's problems and heartaches, always remember, this life is temporary. And whatever you experience here is temporary. No matter how bad it may be, really how great it may be, it's temporary. And one day all of our burdens will be cast aside and we'll be with Christ forever because we have a new destiny. And uh, you can live with an, with an eternal perspective at that point. And you don't have to live uh, just for the weekend or just for the next month or just for the next decade. You literally can live with an eternal perspective. And that really does change things in your life. So we have a new destiny. All right, last, here we go. Here's the final one. And then I'll review them. You have a new journey. When we come to Christ, God gives us a whole new life. You get a new relationship, a new citizenship, a new family, a new purpose, a new year. In a new year, you get a new power and you get a new destiny. And don't ever take for granted or take it lightly what Jesus did for you on the cross. And don't ever take lightly what God has given you if you've turned to Christ in repentance and faith. You get a new journey. If uh, if life, the, the, the journey of life has not... Uh, gone the way that you would have hoped it would, guess what? He makes all things new, and he gives you a new journey. And uh, it is the journey of a lifetime and the journey of eternity. You know, uh, one of my mentors would always say, you know, talk about discipleship uh, and would say it's not a meeting with a manual, 
Sometimes we turn it into that with a book, a workbook, or a, a study. It's not a meeting with a manual, discipleship. It's a journey with Jesus. And you go on the journey of all journeys. Uh, but he gives us all of this, a whole new path to follow until that day that he takes us to heaven. So your decision to follow Christ, it, it's not an end, but it's a beginning. It's the beginning of a whole new life. And we're not only called to become something, to become Christians, but we're also called to be something, to be Christians. And the Christian life is a new journey, and it's one that'll take us the rest of our lives into eternity. So you got it. You get this new relationship, a new citizenship, a new family, a new purpose, a new power, a new destiny, a new journey. Boy, it's new, and it's a new year. It's a great time to embrace all of those through Christ. If you've never given your life to him, do it tonight. All right, you can text us at 205-941-1011. We'll pray for you. So uh, send those prayer requests along, and I promise you, we'll lift you up before God. 205-941-1011. All right, we're out of time, my friends. We'll be back on Thursday. Have a great evening.